Hey guys, welcome to the message. I'm really excited to be able to share with you all today. We are in the middle of our Beatitudes, Be Happy Attitudes series. And today we're going to read the fourth Beatitude, the one that talks about righteousness. So you might not really get this verse at the beginning, so let's read it. We're going to break it down, and I believe that it's going to bless your life together. So let's jump right in from Matthew chapter 5, verse 6. It says this, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. So what are we talking about today, right? What are we talking about hungering and thirsting for righteousness and they will be filled? Like, what does this mean? Well, first of all, we need to understand a couple of these words, right? So the first word that we all need to understand is this word righteousness. What does this mean? It sounds kind of spiritual. It sounds kind of big. But we need to understand how do we become righteous? And it talks about that in Romans uh, chapter 3, verse 22. It says, We are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. And this is true for everyone who believes, no matter who we are. So we have been made righteous when we believe in Jesus Christ. Come on. We are made righteous by what Jesus did for us on the cross. And when we believe in Jesus, then we have been made right with God. And it says this is true for everyone who believes, not just for a few, not just a select bunch over here, not just the people that were good at school or get the best grades or has the best, I don't know, sales in their company. No, it's not for those. It is for those, but it's for everyone, right? Every single person Jesus died for. Therefore, Righteousness is available to all people. It doesn't matter what kind of family you were born into. It doesn't matter what kind of country you live in right now. It doesn't matter what your background is or what you ate this morning for breakfast. We can all be righteous through Jesus Christ. When you become a Christian, when you believe in Jesus, boom, you have now just become righteous. And there's only two levels of righteousness. One is a hundred percent. Two is zero, right? You can only believe in Jesus or not believe in Jesus. There's only a hundred or zero. There is no in-between righteousness. You don't just do something, ah, you know, today I'm not feeling so great. You know, I had some bad thoughts. I'm a little bit down today. This stuff is happening at work and these people are saying these things. And at school, I have this going on and I don't really like that. And I just, I just feel like I'm 45% righteous today. Sorry, God, I'm just, just not having a good day. I'm just only 45% righteous today. Or even if you have a great day, you might be like, yeah, maybe today, you know, woke up on the right side of the bed. Ah, I saw the, saw the sunrise, the birds were chirping. I feel about 80% righteous today. There's no such thing as 40 or 80 or 60 or whatever. There is only 100% righteous or 0% righteous. So no matter what you do after you become a Christian, no matter what kind of bad thoughts you have or things that we do or mistakes that we may make, it does not diminish your righteousness with God. 
Because when we believe in Jesus, we have been made 100% right. And that means it's good, for, good news for us because we don't have to worry about how we feel each and every day. It's not based on our emotions or the state of life that we're in. When you have Jesus on the inside, when you have the Holy Spirit, you have 100% righteousness. So righteousness, that's what we're talking about. It says those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. But that's a wait a minute. If I already believe in Jesus and I therefore have 100% righteousness, then how do I hunger and thirst for more righteousness? Well, spiritually, yes, we have been made 100% righteous. But what this scripture, what Jesus is talking about in this scripture, those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, Jesus is saying those who desire to live out righteousness, to live out the Word of God. Those who desire right things will live in a right way. And when you live in a right way, Jesus is saying that the, the results will be filling, will be that we get filled. So today's message is called Filled and Satisfied. Come on. I'm really excited to be able to talk more about this today with you all. And I believe that we all, every human on this earth, wants to be filled and satisfied. Not thrown around about by our emotions or the things that are happening in our life. We want to have a security. And that security comes from God. When we know Jesus, we have 100% righteousness. But then we also need a desire, or more rather, we naturally discover a desire to thirst and hunger for the right things. When we get Jesus, we no longer really desire some of the things that we had from the past, maybe some old habits, maybe some old things that we need to leave in the past. When you become a Christian, then we are able to say no to certain things and we begin to have more of a desire for the good things that God has planned for us. So when we talk about hunger and thirsting, what do you imagine when you hear these words, hunger and thirst? Perhaps maybe something that we imagine is when, you know, a marathon runner finishes the race and you hear the, you know, the music. Dun, 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 dun. Right? You hear like the music and you see the marathon runner and they cross the finish line and everyone's like, and then this guy's like, and he gets the drink of water and he drinks it and he splashes it over his face and he's like, yeah. Maybe that's what we imagine when we hear the word thirst, right? It's a bit of an extreme image that sometimes comes to mind when we hear these two words, hunger and thirst. But when Jesus is talking about hunger and thirst, he's not talking about, he doesn't say, and those who are dying of hunger and dying of thirst for righteousness will then be filled. That's not what Jesus said. Jesus said those who hunger and thirst. Hunger and thirst are natural things that we all feel every day. We usually get a little bit hungry, you know, maybe in the morning, get some breakfast or around 12 o'clock, it's lunchtime, mm, feeling a bit hungry. Or, you know, dinner time around 6, 7, I don't know, 10.30, whenever you have dinner, I don't know when it is. But like, mm, feeling a bit hungry. Sometimes we have, you know, 
sneaky hunger, which comes at around 11.30 when you want to go to bed, but you also want to have ice cream. Yeah. So <laughs> we all experience that and hopefully we all experience a bit more frequency in our thirst because we all need to be getting enough water for our day so we don't get kidney stones. So let's make sure that we don't get it twisted with what Jesus is saying. Hunger and thirst are natural things that we all experience in our daily life. Our body hungers, our body thirsts in the same way our spirit hungers. Our spirit thirsts. And sometimes I see these kind of people that I like to call weight training Christians. You know, the ones that when they wake up in the day, Lord, let me praise your name. Ah, oh, it's so hard to worship you today, God, because ah, I'm having such a tough time at work. And I don't really know what I'm doing. Or people like this, like, ah, Jesus, I need your help. Ah. I don't know, God. And their veins are popping out of their necks and their, their face has gone red and people are treating their relationship with God like it's this super tough weight training thing that you have to put all this effort into. And that's not what Jesus is talking about. That's not what Jesus is requiring. I think Jesus looks at that and says, hey, what? hey, calm down, relax. It's not about striving. Hunger, you don't strive to be hungry. You don't strive to have thirst. These are things that naturally occur in our bodies every day. And so wanting to do the right thing or hungering and thirsting for righteousness, this is something that naturally happens in our spirit Every day. It's not about trying to grab at it and strive and try to attain something that we don't have. Jesus is saying those who hunger and thirst, just as naturally as you hunger and thirst for food and water, we can also hunger and thirst for what our spirit wants, what the Holy Spirit wants, good things, the right things. And when we do, we can be filled. There's a story of a man in the Bible named Levi, a.k.a. Matthew, who wrote one of the four Gospels. Can you guess which one he wrote? Yes, Gospel of Luke. No, the Gospel of Matthew. <laughs> he wrote the Gospel of Matthew, and his Gospel is very detailed. And this man, he had some very specific skills. You see, he was a great memorizer, had great memory, because a lot of what he wrote in his gospel was straight memory. And he was great at details, probably really good at maybe accounting, because he was also really fantastic with finance. He was really good with all these, you know, detailed things and organizing certain things and administrative sort of things. He was that kind of guy, brilliant mind. And this man uh, at this time was a tax collector. Now we need to understand the culture of that day in Israel to really understand what it meant to be a tax collector at that time. You see, Israel was occupied by a foreign government, by the Roman Empire, and they were occupying Israel. And so the, the, the Jewish people had these like overlords kind of controlling society at that time. Now, if that was you and you had this different, you know, power or country or whatever dictating how you need to live your life or how you're going to do certain things or use your finance, 
you wouldn't be a big fan, right? Let's be honest. You wouldn't be something that you'd want. Yeah, I want that. No one said that, right? And on top of that, the Roman government also took taxes from the people that live there. It's their country anyway. Well, it's the, it's the Israelites' country, sorry, the Jewish people's country. But the, the foreign government is trying to take taxes from those people. So if you were someone living there at that time and you had to pay all these exorbitant taxes to some other power, you would be pretty upset with kind of the state of how society was being run. And so what did the Romans do? They hired Jewish people to take taxes from their fellow Jewish people, right? This is the situation that Matthew is in. He is he is hired by the Roman government to take taxes from his brethren, from his people, his community. So how do you think his community thought about him? I don't think he was a very popular guy. I don't think that he would have been very liked. I don't think he was getting invited to the dinner parties. I don't think he was getting in the selfies with all this, you know, the bros around. He was not the guy that you call up. He was the guy that everyone hated, to be honest. Because another thing that tax collectors were notorious for is taking more tax than what the Roman government required. And they were using that extra tax as their own benefit, as their own profit. Now, I don't know if Matthew did this or not. Maybe he did. But he was living this kind of life. And, you know, if you looked at him objectively, you'd think this guy, he's got wealth. He's probably got possessions, probably got a nice house. You know, he's got high status. He's got a nice title. He's got a lot of material things and things that the world says that you need to have. But one day, Jesus came to town. And I love this interaction. It's this really short interaction between Jesus and Matthew, but it's also really critical. And it tells us a lot about the state of Matthew's heart during this time. So Luke 5, 27 to 28. After this, Jesus went out and saw a tax collector by the name of Levi, aka Matthew, sitting at his tax booth. He's literally taking money from other Jewish people. He's at, he's at work. <laughs> It's like nine in the morning or whatever. He's at work. He's doing his job. Jesus walks by. Follow me, Jesus said to him. And Levi got up, left everything and followed him. <laughs> so Matthew quits his job. That day, boom, he's like, I'm out. This is the last penny I'm taking. Boom, it's over. He finishes his work at that place. Now, I don't know what the fallout of that afterwards, but I can imagine that the Roman government would not be very happy with Matthew's decision to leave his post during his work hours and then not come back. I don't think Matthew would have been able to keep any compensation that he had from the, the Roman government. I don't know if he, I, I would assume that he gave back. Maybe if he had wronged anybody, uh, I believe that he probably would have tried to right some of the wrongs that he made. But maybe he lost his nice, I don't know, penthouse or whatever. Or he lost his Ferrari. I don't know, maybe not a Ferrari, but like a nice donkey that he used to get around. Right? <laughs> I don't know what it is. But, you know, I think he gave up a lot to follow Jesus in this moment. And, you know, we, like we said, we, he seems like he has 
everything that the world wants you to have, this so-called makarios that people think of as like, this is what you need to have to be happy. And yet, in a moment, he gave it all up. Why? I think that there was still something in his heart that was missing. He had all these things that he thought he needed to have, and yet there was still something more that he didn't quite know what it was. And when Jesus came along, he realized what he needed. It was Jesus. He realized that this life, this lifestyle, this what he's doing is not fulfilling him. He's not making the right decisions. He's not being right with God or with people. If anything, he's, he's hurting people. And in a moment when Jesus came by, his life was radically changed. Now, I'm not saying, you know, having wealth or having nice things or getting a good job or promotions or titles is bad. But I'm saying that that's not all there is to life. And I think that's what Matthew realized is that there's something more to life, that there's something that this life can't offer us, but there's something that Jesus can offer us. And so today, I want to talk about as we hunger in first, a few quick points for us to take away is that what fills us is when we hunger and thirst for God. So the first thing is that we hunger and thirst for the right things in life. Let's say that you have burgers for breakfast, lunch, and dinner for a week, right? I know some of you are thinking like, I actually do that. But like, please, Change your ways, okay? And if you do that, we'll pray for your internal organs after the... No, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> just imagine if you had burgers, breakfast, lunch and, lunch, and dinner. I think a burger once in a while. I love a good burger. Who doesn't love a good burger once in a while? But I can't have it every day. If I had a burger every day, every meal, my insides would be wrecked. They would be screaming at me like, what are you doing? We said we were hungry, but this is not what we were talking about. And the same thing for our spirit. Sometimes we might try to fill our spirit with the wrong things. And our spirit's like, this is not what I'm talking about. We need, the, the, our spirit needs the right things. Just like our body sometimes needs a salad. I know. I'm here standing before you talking about salad. You never thought you'd hear the day where Monty would say, he needs a salad. But married, married life has been good to me. Thank you, Melissa. You have uh, made my, my life a lot more healthy, maybe a bit too healthy, but that's beside the point. We, <laughs> we need to get the right things into our body. Our body craves the correct nutrients for us to operate at an optimal way, in an optimal way. And our spirit is the same. Our spirit hungers and thirsts for the right things. Sometimes we might find ourselves hungering and thirsting for the wrong things. We call that temptation. But when we hunger and thirst for the right things and we begin to fill our spirit with salad, <laughs> burger every now and then, but you know, with the right nutrients, then we begin to see that outworking in our lives that we can do right by God and we can do right by people because this is what Jesus is talking about is when you hunger and thirst for righteousness you have a desire to be right with God and to be right with people amen this is what Jesus is talking about and when you're right with God and right with people you will be 
filled and satisfied. That's what we're talking about today. So let's make sure that we're not filling ourselves our spirit with the wrong things. Let's not be putting spiritual Taco Bell into our souls, okay? Let's leave that junk out of here and let's make sure that we're putting the right things into our soul. How do we know it's the right thing? Journaling. Yes, you knew I was going to say it. We're talking about journaling. I love journaling. I love talking about journaling because it's changed my life. And journaling has been that correct input, that correct nutrients into my soul. Without journaling, I don't know what I'd be doing. I don't know if I'd be making right decisions here and there. But because I'm journaling, I know at least I can make some better decisions. At least I can take the right steps in the right direction because I'm hearing directly from God. God's Word is our source of nutrients. God's Word is what will help us understand how I live right with God and how I live right with people around us. So come on, guys. I want to encourage anyone, if you've maybe stopped journaling or you got tired or you got sidetracked, shake that off. Let's reframe our mind. Let's refocus And let's get back to journaling because I believe God wants to talk to you and I believe God wants to fill you with the right nutrients for your everyday needs. The second thing is that let's have a passion for something greater than ourselves. I don't want to just have a desire for, 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 you know, material things in this life. There's so much more to life than just making money or getting a promotion or doing this and that because at the end of the day, it's not about how much money we make. When you're on your deathbed before you go to heaven, hopefully, if Christian, amen, hallelujah. (laughs) You know, you don't want to be sitting there and be like, yeah, I'm really glad I spent my whole life just making money. My whole life was about money. Money in itself is not inherently bad. It's not inherently evil, but it's not what life is about. Life is about how many people can we impact in a positive way? How many people can we impact for the the gospel, for the Word of God? We all have a purpose here on this earth. God has specifically designed us uniquely and differently for us to do a specific work, a specific mission. Your mission is different than my mission, but we all have a mission, which is to live for God, is to be the light of the world, is to help spread God's love, God's gospel, God's good news. We're all part of that mission. And if you don't know where to start, that mission starts at the local church. And I believe when we get involved in the local church and when we serve and when we help people, then we find fulfillment. We can find new passion. We can find new ways that we can feel that satisfaction. Because when someone says, thank you, mm, that is nutrients to the soul. Amen. (laughs) Come on, when you help somebody, that is nutrients to your soul. That is a hunger and thirst for good things. I hunger and thirst to see people become better and better, get closer and closer to God, have better results in their lives. I hunger and thirst to see others have that in in their life. And you don't have to be a pastor to have that desire for other people's. You can be doing whatever you are, whatever work, whatever you're studying, whatever area of life you find yourself in, we are there to help others. We are not just there to get our own 
profit and our own acclaims and all of that is good and God wants that for our lives. But we're also there to help others. And I'm passionate for this. I want to see more people impacted by God. I want to see more people find fulfillment from God. And I love coming to church on Sundays. I love when I can. For some of you watching, I know it's a bit difficult, a bit harder to find your way to a a local church on a Sunday. But there's still stuff you can do online. There's plenty of people we can help online as well. So I want to encourage you guys, let's get involved. Let's become part of mission, part of purpose in helping other people. And when, lastly, I want to say, when we do get the right things in our lives, right? When we, when we pursue righteousness, being right with God and right with people, and when we're passionate about it, then we are filled. And this is what Jesus is talking about. Let me just read it one last time before we finish today. Matthew 5, 6, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, hunger and thirst for doing the right things. For they will be filled. Come on. Let's praise God. I believe that we're going to see more and more people in whatever city, whatever nation, whatever country that you're in. I believe that we're going to see more and more people finding God, discovering this hunger and thirst is a good thing and they want good things for other people as well. Come on, guys. Let's be part of God's big vision, His big purpose. Let's be part of the mission together and let's experience God's feeling, God's satisfaction from when we hunger and thirst for doing the right thing. Come on. Lastly, I'd just love to pray with you all today. So if you want to raise your hands and close your eyes with me, I'm just going to pray that we can experience more of God's fulfillment in our lives. Let's pray. Yes, God, we thank you so much for all that you're doing in our lives, God. And I pray that we would have this desire to do the right things, God, to be right with you and right with people, to make right decisions in our life, God. I pray you give us strength, give us wisdom, give us clarity so that we can know the right decisions. I pray you speak to us through our journaling, God. I pray that you would set alight the passion inside of us to help others, to serve at church, in person or online. God, I pray whether it, you know, at work or at school or at your family, wherever it is, God, I pray that we would have a passion and a desire to see people know you, to see people bettered by your word, God. So I pray that you use us, you send us, and that we would be able to experience your complete fullness in our lives. We thank you so much, God. In Jesus' name, everyone said, amen. And lastly, I just want to pray for anyone uh, that's listening today that doesn't know Jesus. You've never made a decision to accept Jesus into your life. If you want to know Jesus today, I just encourage you that you can make that decision. And all you need to know is that Jesus loves you. He died on a cross for us, for our sins, to take our sins away. And He also rose again three days later. He's alive and wants a relationship with you. He wants to help you. He wants to make you 100% righteous. And so if you want to believe in Jesus for the first time, or maybe you used to believe in Jesus and you've fallen away and you want to come back to God, I'm going to count to three. I'm going to say now. And when I do, I'm just going to ask you to make that decision in your heart. Are you ready? If you want to believe in Jesus, one, two, three, now. Why don't you make that decision in your heart. Say, yes, Lord, that's me. Fantastic. Come on, why don't we pray for these incredible people together? 
Yes, God, I pray for these people that you would come into their life in a powerful way, that they would experience you and your righteousness, God. I pray that you would wipe away all of the junk of the past and that you would fill them 100% righteous, God. Fill them with your love, fill them with your grace and with passion and vision for their future, God. I pray you help them from this day on. In Jesus' name, everyone said, Amen. Amen. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's message. Make sure you check out all of the other Be Happy Attitudes, talking about Makarios, blessing the Beatitudes in general. It will bless your life. And I hope to see you guys soon. Have a great week. Bye, guys.